The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again, and uh, hit the wrong slider. <laughs> Hello again. Every show, I'm good for at least one glitch, I right? I love it. Wouldn't be an official podcast if we didn't have it's, a technical. Uh, it's like Apollo 13. You know, it looks like we just had our glitch for this mission. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do welcome, with that, we welcome you to another edition of the TOSD Toddcast with Coach Q here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. I'm Todd Bloniars alongside Belmont High School head football coach Jan Kuman. A reminder to all of our listeners, these are interactive shows. Your participation is welcome and encouraged. Once again, I had checked the uh, Twitter feed earlier tonight. No go. And uh, there was nothing there. Yeah, actually, I, I did get a uh, message from a, uh, a friend of Belmont football. Shout out to Ann Reynolds, who, oh, uh, awesome. uh, mother of Tyler, a Thank you, senior Ann. co-captain. Well, she was uh, she had left a message. She wanted me to call her because I think she had a, maybe had a question for you. Huh. We'll just have to get that for a we'll future week. We'll get that for week. next week. I guess so. Yeah. Well, I see. I don't think she does the Twitter thing. So that's I think that was <laughs> I think that was the problem. Here but, and there. Here and there. You know. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> for those of you who do use Twitter and you can you can follow <laughs> Coach Q on Twitter. His uh, handle is at Q underscore coach. Belmont High School football is at Marauder F-Ball and our timeout for Sports Talk Twitter handle is at TOSTBMC. You can also become a fan of the timeout for Sports Talk uh, television show and Toddcast by following us here on Facebook, searching timeout for Sports Talk. Well, all right, Coach. Uh, let's see where where to where to start. And uh, <laughs> you know that was a uh, first of all, it was Friday the thirteenth. Maybe that's where we ought to start. Sure, right? we'll I mean, blame boy, it on that. Yeah, there. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I mean, we did talk about it last week. How special a player uh, Sal Freelick is, and uh, boy, he put it on display. I don't want to bog you down in too many stats because I'm sure you've probably either heard them, read them, and recycled them. But I mean, the first half, Lexington runs eleven plays offensively, and they scored touchdowns on seven of them. I mean, it was just, uh, you know, the numbers for Freelick, I think, were, what, five carries for 236 yards and four touchdowns. And, uh, you know, as I kept saying during the broadcast, and I don't know if you actually went back and actually listened. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't listened um, but to I, But I will. I will. You know, and I, I, I meant what I said when I said this. I don't. I hope it came across that way to the, uh, to the folks who checked out our broadcast, which is actually right now available on demand at belmontmedia.org and uh, through uh, BHS Sports TV. You know, I said, you've got good players, but, you know, a player like Freelich and then even a player like Ben Quint and, and uh, Anthony Bianchi, I mean, the skill sets that they have and, of course, the efficiency to which they can run George Peterson's spread offense is just, I mean, they, they make they make everyone else look bad out on the field just because they are performing at, at such a, a crazy, insane level. I mean, you know, like I said, I, I kept saying that, you know, Freelich, I mean, that last of the of his uh, four rushing touchdowns for Freelich, the one where I saw him break two tackles, then do a little spin move. I mean, that's just, uh, I can see why, he, you know, as I said and during the broadcast, you brought it up uh, during our show last week, uh, why uh, he draws a lot of comparisons to Doug Flutie. I mean, this kid is, is definitely something special, and uh, he, you know, Unlike a lot of uh, uh, players, perhaps, he lived up to all the hype that we had given him last yeah. week leading into the game. No, I mean, you know, Sal's a, Sal's a special kid. You know, we talked about it uh, a little bit last week going into the game, and, and, you know, I think that obviously that was on display. I mean, there were a couple of runs there that were 
pretty special. The one that you were talking about is is a, is an impressive one. He kind of went up into the whole B gap around B gap C gap and got up to the second level and executed just a great spin move. And it's just fast, you know. And and then once he gets into open space, he's a kid that you're just not, you know, you're not going to catch. I mean, we don't really have anybody who can run that guy down in a straight line. It's got to be a game of angles. Um, I thought we didn't do a particularly good job of making life difficult for him. You know, going back and looking on film, you know, there were a ton of opportunities on, on almost all of those touchdown runs minus one where we were in great position. You know, we were in position to make plays. Um, and for whatever reason, some of that was, you know, Sal um, being Sal. And, and I think a, a lot of it also, not a lot, I mean, half of it, the other half of it is us. You know, we weren't, we didn't tackle well. We didn't close to the ball carrier well. We were a little bit, I think, intimidated when we got to the to the spot um, and found ourselves in these kind of, you know, one-on-one situations or, you know, being expected to make the tackle and, and waited, you know, instead of closing and, and trying to get a wrap and finishing. And, and that's a dangerous thing to do with a player like that. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a game like that where – you know, I think their longest drive of the first half was maybe four plays, and that was a long one, you know, if that. Uh, actually, according, I, I broke it down again, uh, having rewatched the game, and uh, I think their longest drive in the first half was two plays. Yeah, I mean, I they just, they you know, out, like yeah. literally every time they, they, they touched the ball, you know, it was going for a big play. And obviously that's not a recipe for success, you know. Uh, our defense kind of had to take it on the chin a little bit, and um, – you know, there's there's really not that much to say about it. It's it's kind of a situation where it's frustrating, and you know, especially after our first drive, where we we felt like okay, we got something going here um, to just kind of turn right around and yeah. find your offense, you know, back on the field because of a one one play touchdown is is a little bit demoralizing. Yeah, and that's actually a perfect segue, coach, because I I wanted to talk about uh, you know the maybe your plan. Uh, sometimes the best uh, defense is a good offense, and you know that first time that you guys got the ball, um, you know you go on that 19 play uh, drive, 77 yards takes up almost eight minutes, and it was a really good drive. I mean, you were mixing up run and pass, and and you took a lot of time off the clock, and and things looked you know really uh, smooth. Yeah, I mean, I think like consistently throughout the season, Lexington has been a great offense. They've scored over 42 points a game. I think um, you know every game they're they're above 40 points pretty consistently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they've scored 56 a couple of times. I don't think they've put 56 up in a half, but I know they've scored 56 at least one other time. Um, defensively, they're not as, as strong, and, and that's something that we definitely saw. And we said, look, this this offense is going to score. Um, we have to do our job of controlling clock. You know, we're not really a big play offense. You know, we don't have a lot of guys on our unit who who are going to you know do what Sal did. Um, we're a we're a drive offense. You know, and so kind of our game plan going into that thing was let's try to execute quality drives and let's try to keep Sal off the field. And you know, we're not looking to. Go. We had a couple long, you know, we had a long post to Vialli in like the third series or something like that. Ended in a pick. Um, you know, we had a, a good hit to Dewan Moore for pick up twenty yards. But you know, we're we're trying to chunk, you know, four to six to eight yards of play, um, consistently get first downs and, and try and keep that offense off the field. And and you know, in that first drive, I think we did a we did a great job of it. You know, it's a nineteen play nineteen play drive that ended in a touchdown. I mean, I'm going to be happy with that every time that happens. Sure. Um, we just weren't able to replicate that. Yeah, I mean, 
actually, uh, before continuing on with the offense, I actually meant to, there was a question I meant to ask you right off the top. Uh, I know typically when you guys win the toss, you like to defer. I mean, I know that's kind of a, a Belichickian thing, and now everyone's doing it. But did, did you think, uh, did you maybe think twice before you wanted to kick off to to Lexington and, and give Freelick in that offense the ball first? I mean, it was no. Okay. I think we're we're pretty consistently a win the toss and defer team. Um, there are not a lot of circumstances that are going to change that. You know, I want to. I like starting on defense. You know, and and that's the bottom line. And so, yeah, I mean, it's putting the ball into the hands of an explosive kid. But, um, you know, that enables us to, if we have a close game, excuse me, if we have a close game to get the ball in the in the, in the the second half and, and have an opportunity to maybe take a lead or something along those lines. So, you know, we're not, <clears throat> we're not scared of anybody. You know, we're not going to go out there and say, well, we're really scared of this guy. So, you know, why don't we take the ball first? I mean, he's still going to get the ball in the second half. So, <laughs> Right, so, and it, but so. it turned out ultimately the way their offense was going, It may, even if you had, you know, had this 19-play drive to start off the ball game and you guys score first, I mean, you know, the fact they were only having two-play drives and, you know, just breaking off these big plays left and right, it probably may have not mattered. Anyway. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I think that, like, that's part of our, our part of our game plan is to defer, and we want the ball in the second half, and, you know, we, we want to build confidence in our defense. We want to allow our defense to try and get off to a good start try and get a little bit of confidence and a little bit of mojo and and uh, I'm a big fan of deferring you know and that's something that I think I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do um, I'm not gonna change that kind of macro aspect of our identity and who we are week to week based on who it is that we're we're playing against um, that's just me would you make a case at all that perhaps uh, Adam Deese, who, who didn't play uh, last week, that maybe you missed him more defensively? Could he have played more of a factor defensively and in, in kind of maybe getting in Freelich's way once or once Yeah, no, twice? I mean, I think that Adam is a kid that when he's not playing, we miss. You know, I mean, he's a presence on the field physically, obviously. He's a big emotional presence in our defense. You know, I mean, that's a that's a collegiate football player and you know he's a big strong kid and he's an emotional kid and he's an emotional defender and he brings a little bit of extra juice and 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 confidence you know you get to play with uh and not trying to gas Adam up we got a lot of great guys on our defense but you know when you get to play with a guy like that it gives you a little bit of an extra boost you know you know you got you know you got a, a big dude in your corner who's who's going to scrap for you and you know so whenever we we've been missing him for the last couple of weeks and and so you know whenever it is that we're missing Adam uh, you know, we miss him. Uh, but also our defense's mentality and our team mentality is, you know, we got guys, we got horses, we got kids who are ready, willing, and able to do the work and, and try to go out there and do the job, and that's what we're going to do. So it's kind of next guy up, and Adam has been tremendous in practice, and he's been tremendous on our sideline, and uh, he was clocked into that game from the start until the end and motivating guys and, you know, even reassuring guys, some of the younger guys who are going in there doing his job, you know, that, that they have the capacity to be successful. Well, well, back to the guys now that were on the field, and, and obviously, you know, that first time you guys had the ball offensively, uh, you know, everyone kind of got involved in that. I mean, it was, you know, Fitzgerald, it was the line, Vialli, Pollock, Reynolds, uh, uh, O'Connell. I mean, you know, you got to use, you know, Dewan Moore. You brought yeah. him up on that big catch on that. Uh, yep. That was a, a fourth down or third down? Third down. Yeah, third and like 19, yeah, right? It was so that third was and long. Huge play, right. So all those things. I mean, obviously, after that first offensive drive, you're thinking, hey, this is a good strategy. Okay, we keep the ball. We have these eight-minute drives, and, you know, you know, then they come back and score in 40 seconds. Yeah. But at least you guys are, you know, it was looking it was the right idea I think and then all of a sudden the next three drives you know the offense kind of uh, and you know they you know each drive ends in a, in a big turnover yeah well I mean we took some hits I mean the second drive we started right out the gate again and completed a nice speed out to Jake and that 
wasn't a fumble. I mean, it was right in front of my face. So his know? knee was down. He right? was down. That, I mean, okay. we've seen it on film a million times, also. But you know, but that, con- th- but that's the call, right? Is that it was a case of his knee being down because the ref he said he was, yeah the-, the ref said that he wasn't down when the ball came out. You know, and okay. we said he was down when the ball came out. Uh, it was definitely a catch. He caught it and he turned and he made a football move and he went upfield yep. for two yards and then the tackle came in and we saw his knee and his elbow go to the ground and then the ball came out when he hit the ground. Ref saw something different. And you guys would have had the best view, obviously, because it happened right in front of your bench. Called a fumble. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was I was right there. Um, you know, we're not gonna. Again, it's 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 tough to be an official, and that call doesn't make or break us necessarily. You know, it's definitely they scored fifty six points, so you know, one fumble call is not the reason why um, we won or lost the football game. But you know, that definitely hurt hurt our confidence. Gave them a short field for their third touchdown. Um, and that's something that's problematic and definitely something that's frustrating. I mean, we thought that was a pretty easy call to make, and uh, the referee saw it differently. You know? And then in our next offensive possession, we get a big play from Joe. Um, you know, and we, we get down the field into the red zone. By the way, was that – I brought it up on the broadcast. Was that similar to the type of play that he got the touchdown on in week one against Milton? Um, no. Okay. I mean, it's similar. Um, it sends him ballpark-wise to the same space. There's some different things that are happening. Um both in his route and in 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 the front side of the route, that's a backside is a backside route for George. So he checked off his front side and and went to the back. And uh, Joe ran a great route and George threw a great ball. Um, you know, again, we we saw some things in this defense that we felt like we could exploit, and we I thought we had over 350 yards of offense, so we we exploited it pretty well. Um, you know, and then we got down in the red zone and and um, had to throw a little bit there and. Um, that was a route a route progression mistake. You know, we had a, a route coming from the backside across the formation. Um, the front side wasn't open, and uh, Jake Pollock actually took his defender into where the backside route was coming. So George saw an open Reynolds and threw it to the spot and had Jake not drawn his defender there. Uh, um, yeah, which was Bianchi. Uh, yeah, had he not drawn his defender there, that's probably a completion for a touchdown. But, you know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and Jake's a great receiver, and he works his butt off every day, and, you know, nobody's perfect. So he made kind of a bad decision in that moment, and, and it cost us, and George put the ball up there. Um, he also probably, you know, George to also had, had some running room there and probably could have tucked and taken off. And, um, you know, it's just kind of the growing pains of first-year quarterback a little bit. And, um, you know, they're at the end of the day, they're high school kids, and, and that's a tough play. That's a tough play to make. You know, I've never played receiver, so, you know, I can talk about it all day long and coach it up, but you know, at the end of the day, I've never been out there running that route and that break off. So um, I'm sure it's a, a difficult task. Was the last interception uh, by uh, uh, George uh, just kind of an overthrow, or was it? Oh uh, uh, yeah, ball and, slipped out. Okay. You know, ball slipped out. Ball slipped out of his hand and couldn't get behind the throw and just made a bad throw and literally hit a Lexington defender right in the chest, pretty much. And um, you know, so we've got to continue to work on not shooting ourselves in the foot and maintaining possessions you know I think that our offense has shown the ability to move the ball and it's shown that it has the ability to consistently do some things well and 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 if we eliminate those moments you know if those moments are incompletes or you know if those moments are completions obviously but if those moments are just incompletes you know we live to see another play we live to see another day Um, we live to you know run something else out there and and at that point kind of you know, who knows what can happen. So we caught a couple of, you know, a bad break on the fumble. Um, and then we, we shot ourselves a little bit in the foot on the first interception and then and then caught a kind of a bad break on the on the other one too, you know, with the ball just fluttering out. 
Last week you had brought up that, of course, uh, this Lexington team is a lot more offensively than just Sal Freelich, and you brought up Ben Quint as someone to watch out for. And I, I, I can understand why, because last year he had four touchdowns against you in, in the uh, the meeting uh, at their field. Uh, in the, the second quarter, I mean, he gets that interception, which kind of starts. That was like, I think, it felt like the first time. I know he had had a couple handoffs before that and, and had a couple short runs, but yeah. first time he kind of made a big play, had a big return. Then uh, later in that quarter he has a 59-yard touchdown run. And then uh, the big uh, ninety-one yard punt return, kind of right uh, right before the half. Where yeah. uh, I mean, that's just uh, you know. Again, you mentioned you know how how special he is speed wise. I mean, between him and Freelich, would it just be a dead heat? I mean, are they both pretty? No, much Sal's significantly faster. Okay, um, Sal's significantly faster. Ben's a good back. I mean, again, George has a good squad over there, and those guys. I, you know, I, I'll say it on the air. That's really just a, a really hardworking and classy football team. You know, um, it was. Even though we were getting shellacked, it was, you know, those guys were going out there working. And I was really proud of our guys, too. You know, I mean, everybody kept working. Everybody just kind of kept going out there and working their rep. And we were able to keep them off the board in the second half. And, I was just going to say, um, yeah, you know, Freilich was out there for a series and a half mm-hmm. um, before they pulled him. Um, and they've got some athletes behind him, too. So, you know, it was kind of good to get a little bit of defensive mojo going. And I know that George probably calling off the dogs a little bit and, you know, running running some stuff that's kind of trying to bleed the clock. But uh, good good to see our guys going out there and just continuing to do work. And that's something that we kind of preach is to try and keep your head in the rep and not think about the broader context. And, and that's hard to do, you know. I mean, it's hard to not look at the scoreboard. I mean, anybody with a set of eyes knows that they're scoring every time they touch the ball, you know. So I was really proud of our guys to, to do that and, and to go out there and just keep working and keep grinding and keep executing and keep trying to get better and keep trying to put drives together you know, and and we were able to find the end zone one more time. So you know, that's yeah. that's a that's a cool thing. Yeah. What was I mean? I guess what was the general feeling in the locker room at halftime? Did the players just come in looking kind of like almost shell shocked, like they couldn't believe what they had just witnessed, no. or just no. more just kind of twenty two minutes are done, and you know we didn't play our best, but you know we'll just come back out in the second half. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like, all the emotionality and all that sort of stuff, we'll leave that to the fans and the the parents and media people and and all the other people who surround high school football, you know, in the context of of a game. And and unless you've been on a sideline, you know, it's really hard to understand. Um, You don't don't really have time to to think about that. You know, you just worried about going in there and doing their job, you know. So they were frustrated – you know, they felt like they were a better football team than they had showed. We just let up 56 points and a half on our home field on senior night. So those guys were frustrated by that. Um, but there was kind of a, you know, we're going to go out and we're going to play this 22 minutes like it's a new game right now. And, you know, obviously we're in a huge hole and we're probably not going to climb out of it. But we can go out there and have a great 22 minutes of football. Um, and that was kind of the attitude that we took in as coaches to say, look, like schematically, to be perfectly honest, we're all right. I mean, we've had opportunities. We've had good opportunities. We're in position to make plays defensively. We just have to execute. You know, we have to execute our defensive responsibilities. You know, we have to execute our offensive responsibilities. So let's kind of focus on on doing that, you know. And we went out there and did the best job that we could and, you know, tried to call a, a, a game that put our guys in positions to be successful and to execute our offense, you know, and I think that one of the aspects of being a coach is that, and, and I think sometimes people don't don't recognize this. It's a really good lesson in like being at peace with your decisions. You know, um, you got twenty five seconds to make a play call, and really, you've got you know twenty five seconds to you know make a play call, send that play out, 
get the line up to the line of scrimmage and execute. So, you know, you've got seven seconds to make a play call. Um, and we have packages and decisions, and we're working through series plans and stuff like that. So we have tools that are in place. But, you know, you make a call, you send your guys out there, and you live and die with the call. And, and, and you know, we kind of leave it up to – to everybody else to say, well, they could have done that or they should have done that or they could have done this or they should have done that or, you know, maybe they were they didn't do this in practice or maybe they did that in practice or maybe they should have done that. You know what I mean? And, and that kind of emotional stuff. Um, for us, you know, we're just worried about ourselves. You know, we're worried about ourselves. We're worried about what we can control and, and being secure and confident in what it is that we're doing. And, and, you know, football has been something that's really taught me a lot, you know, about about that about both being secure in the moment, um, acknowledging failure when it happens, no doubt, um, but also, you know, has taught me a lot about the benefit of hindsight, um, and it's a pretty big benefit. <laughs> well, I guess since I specialize in talking about the emotion of the game. No, which is fine. Like, I, I, you <laughs> no, know. actually, no, I was going to make a joke here. It's just yeah. to my, <laughs> it leads to my next question, which was about senior being – you brought up senior night earlier, and, yeah. of course, you have – uh, 18 seniors who played in the game, and then a 19th, uh, Dennis Crowley, who's uh, one of your student assistants, because yeah. uh, obviously didn't, uh, unfortunately, not able to play a senior year. Uh, you know, and obviously they were all able, to, all the seniors were able to get into the game. My apologies, I said on the broadcast, I didn't think Will Finley, our uh, former broadcast, no, Will, Will uh, plays on PAT. He's yeah, on see, PAT now that's here. where I wasn't looking for him. Every time I looked out on the sideline, I saw 61 down yeah, there. Not and on PAT, he's I, out there. Well, that's the problem. I wasn't, man, I wasn't paying attention on those PATs as closely as I should have. But uh, so apologies there, Will. You got in good for you. <laughs> uh, my, uh, and then obviously, every, you know, all the seniors contributed. Uh, we brought up earlier. I'll bring, I'll bring them up again because uh, shout out to Ann Reynolds who couldn't get her question in this week uh you know tyler uh you know lead, led the team in rushing i know he had like i was tracking his first half yardage he had uh like he was averaging about five yards a carry and had 67 yards rushing in the first half he had a, a, t a rushing touchdown in the second half on a nice play i mean you know it's uh it, from him all the way down the line i mean obviously you know fitzgerald and you know all the other seniors yeah. i mean kind of really i mean you know, you know ty i'm i'm i keep reiterating it i thought he had a great game against winchester and and he just keeps getting better and kind of doing what it is that we've been asking him to do. He had another 100-yard-plus game, um, carried the ball really well, got in the end zone. Um, so I, I'm really proud of Ty. You know, obviously we want to we get a win for our guys on senior night, but I think for us, senior night is, is – um, it's too early now with this schedule. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's just like a, <laughs> it's 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 bigger than that. No, I, I, you know, I'm for excited. for us, I mean, yeah, we want to get a win. Don't get me wrong. And like we won on senior night last year against Winchester, and that was really special and all of that stuff. But you know, for us, for for the guys, um, and hopefully for their families too. You know, senior night is is well, the big yeah, the big ceremony before the game. Yeah, it's too, just about something that's a little bit bigger than that. You know, it's about for especially for our four year guys about acknowledging a body of work you know, and, and saying thank you, you know, and, and honoring the commitment that they've made to the program that goes so far and beyond, I think, what a lot of people get to see. Um, these guys came in when we came in in our first year. Um, so they saw where we started and they saw where we are, you know, and I know what our record is. I mean, I can pick up a paper and read the record and I was been there for every single one of those losses. And, you know, when, you know, the saying, man, when, when you lose, it's coaches who lose, you know, we lost. Um, when you win, your players won. And I believe very deeply in that. So I see our record and I know that it's not where we were last year. I know that it's not where we were the year before that. We 
took on some tougher games at the front end of our schedule this year. We wanted to do that. Um, but where we are as a program is, you know, we've built every year that we've been here. You know, we've built culturally. We've built systematically. Um, we've built as coaches. Our guys are so much more football intelligent than they were uh, when we first came in our cultural and that's not a knock on those guys it's just we didn't have them for a very long time you know and it's just really kind of cool with this class to get that opportunity to take a step back for a second and um, because we're so blinders on you know we're so kind of let's worry about this week and beyond that let's worry about this day and beyond that let's worry about this moment and this repetition this 25 second this, play this you 25 know, right? seconds yeah. you know like that's what yeah. we're thinking about to be able to take a step back and kind of acknowledge everything that's happened to get us to this point and you know the banquet is another really special moment in that regard too at the end of the year um that's what senior night's about i've got a great crop of seniors they come in and they lead every day um lead by example and lead by voice um they're a great group of young men you know, who are who are I'd like to think kind of primed for success in their lives. And at the end of the day, for me, I'll speak for myself. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, I'm trying to, to to get guys out of my program who are who are ready to be successful and to be good men, you know, compassionate men, driven, ambitious men, righteous men. You know, I, I, I like to think that our program does a small part to contribute to their development. And for me, at the end of the day, that's the most important aspect of my job. And I think my coaches and I will weather losses and weather chatter or whatever, um, if it means that we're doing right by our guys. And that's kind of what we're always trying to do. And I said it to them in the locker room after the game, and this is an important lesson, I think, for all athletes. You know, um, if the worst, if you think the worst thing that's going to happen to you in your life is getting beat up in a football game, you know, you're wrong. Um, life's tough. You know, and there are there are moments in all of our lives that I think force us to question ourselves and maybe even to doubt ourselves and to fear the next step. Um, I think that happens for all of us. And what it is that we do in those moments is what I see as what defines you. So for us, getting spanked 56 to 14 sounds twisted, but it's an opportunity. You know, it's an opportunity for us to to live our philosophy and and to to get back out there on the practice field and get to work getting better and to fix the problems that led to that and not to allow that to damage who we are or damage our identity. You know, these are good lessons and my hope is that my guys take those lessons and they carry them into into their life um, and that it benefits them in some way um, and that's our that's our end game at the end of the day sure well uh coach as we we wrap up here of course uh, the league schedule yeah. uh, wraps up uh, for you this uh friday uh trip uh, to arlington uh, you actually arlington. talked a little about the uh about the spy ponders last week uh and that you think they're kind of a, almost maybe a mirror image uh, of you guys so i mean talk well, briefly about uh you know about arlington uh, yeah they week. they've they're a good football team and and therefore and therefore and two um I believe, you know, and they've had good success in the league. They beat Woburn and Redding. Um, they beat a Geigerless Redding 
um, but still beat still Reading, um, and a big win against Woburn, a close win. You know they've got some talent. They've got a talented kid at quarterback. Um, they've got a really fast running back. You know, so we saw him last year as a junior. He's a he's a senior now. Um, so you know we're gonna have to work our butts off to compete in that game and work our butts off to win that game. It's a cool game for me because. Um, their D coordinator is one of my best friends and, and my brother, you know, we say we're brothers from another mother. And, um, John, John is, uh, he was, I one get the of, feeling you have a lot of those. <laughs> uh, not really. No, okay, believe I'm it or sorry. not. Right. Yeah, no, right. not, not as many as you might think. I okay. think I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a guy who has a lot of acquaintances, but probably not as many okay. close okay. friends. And, and, um, John worked with us over at Stoneham as an assistant and then went over to Somerville, which is where he's from for a couple of years. And then uh, I was kind of trying to get him over to coach with us, but, um, you know, he wanted to, to be a coordinator and he got that opportunity in his second year at Arlington. So, um, you know, it's always kind of a, a, a real special thing um, to get to go over and share a field uh, with somebody who, you know, you were coaching with seven, eight years ago and, um, who you respect and, and value, you know, I was in his wedding. He got married a year ago, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. About a little over a year ago, you know, I was a groomsman in his wedding and, um, that's kind of, again, like in the same vein as senior night is this great opportunity to, to kind of live in a cool moment. Um, and I think that's something that often kind of gets lost, um, in the hullabaloo of a football season. Um, you know, this isn't, college this isn't d1 this isn't pro you know there are now wins are wins i mean we want to win <laughs> i'm not trying to discount our desire to go out there and compete and to win but there are also just really cool moments that happen over the course of every football season that i've ever been a part of and you know getting to stand across from john uh from curl dog with him calling his defense and me calling my offense you know is is a cool moment and one that you know sure we get the chance to after the game is done, you know, go and grab a steak, you know, grab a steak dinner or something and kind of jaw back and forth a little bit. And we were able to get them in a nail biter last year. And uh, um, and they're going to come full bear trying to get us at their house this year. And I'll say one thing, too, is like John and I never we never uh, never dig at each other. You know, there's never like these like needling digs about who won or who lost. You know, we're not trying to lord over each other. We want to beat the pants off of the other, you know, but at the same time. Um, and the loser picks up the tab for the yeah, steak Yeah, it would be something right? like that. You know, whoever loses grabs <laughs> yeah, the steak, right, or, you know, yeah. but like we're not trying to make, you know, yeah. we know that there are ebbs and flows in this game, you know, and they had a rough season last year and we had a decent season, we thought, until until the last couple of weeks of it. And, um, you know, so it, there are ebbs and flows in this thing and, and we're going to go out there and work our butts off to try and give, give Belmont a great game and, and go beat Arlington. Um, they're a good team and a league opponent, and we got to beat them at their house. And playing at Arlington is always tough. That's a football town, man. They're going to be out and they're going to be loud. And um, they've got a good winning record team this year that's heading for the playoffs, I think. Um, so, you know, their their fans are going to be going to be ready to go. And we're excited for that. You know, that's not something that we're worried about or scared of. It's why we play this game. You know, to go out there and play big games in good environments. 
Well, there you go. Well, Coach, uh, good luck this week. Thank you. Uh, now i got to go take my mom out to dinner. That's, there, there you go. We know who's picking up the tab for that. That's so. my tab. <laughs> You're right. That's my tab. Yeah, as we wrap up this week, just a reminder <laughs> that all of our podcasts with Coach Q can be found online at belmontmedia.org slash podcasts and also on soundcloud.com by searching Belmont Media. You can listen at your convenience to any of these podcasts by downloading the free SoundCloud app. It's available on both iTunes and Google Play stores. Uh, links to our weekly interviews with Coach Q are posted on our uh, Time Out for Sports Talk Facebook and uh, Twitter pages. So you can become, a, again, a reminder, become a Facebook fan by searching Time Out for Sports Talk. Our Twitter handle is at TOSTBMC. Until next week, for Coach Q, I am Todd Bloniars. We want to thank you for checking out the TOST Toddcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network. <laughs>